Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Maybe Next Year, uh, a podcast that has exciting details possibly in the future that we can share with you. I, I don't even know what to do. I'm so pumped about our pre-show talk uh, that, of course, our Patreons and our Kofi and our other financial contributors got to listen to. Um, so if you're not on that, go to, you know, go to go to our Patreon at we don't have a Patreon. What is what is what is the Internet equivalent of five, five, five? Oh, five, yeah, five. Is there an IP address that doesn't really exist that they use in movies? I'm at 219.32.4285. Like, oh, that's this was a movie I'm watching. Yeah. They're using one of those fake IP addresses. You can, of course, hear Scott and Paul already already chiming in. But yes, if we had a fake address, I would give it to you. Um, if I had a fake result for a sports game, I'd give it to you, too. But the Buffalo Bills... Uh, in reality, lost to the Baltimore Ravens, 24 to 17. Uh, it it got and there's Yahoo. Go to hell, Yahoo, with your fucking auto roll. In the day and age, Yahoo, this is why people don't go to your stupid website because it's. This is why I go to Pro Football Reference for box scores. It is uh, the most straightforward site. There's nothing on there, and it's just it's just numbers. It uh, well, it's the big number right now is Buffalo lost 24 to 17. They fall to a nine and four record. Um, part of me feels weird even saying that. Like, yeah, that's an odd sentence. The Bills fall to nine and four, and I wake up from my dream. Right. That's normally how that um, rolls. The, the Ravens advanced to 11 to two. I was feeling okay about this, uh, and then the Patriots also lost. We'll get into all of that though. Uh, later, let's go through our thoughts on the games first. I don't normally, no, you know what? I I don't normally start for a reason because I'm the host and I get the right of first refusal. So I'm going to ask Paul to get get us started All right. um, on this game that was broadcast locally here in Washington D.C. and we all just decided to stay home for for a lot of croup and booger and fever related reasons. Right. So I I do have a post pod story separately on on that topic. Okay. Anyway. Again, uh, so, Patreon listeners, yep. right? So, this was I. This game really was not that dissimilar to what I had expected it to be, and I think that probably holds true for for many viewers. It was, you know, I'm trying to not sound like broken record and to sound like every other reporter out there right now, but uh, you hear the Josh Allen deep ball sirens going off. <laughs> he had those issues Pretty. again. He did on, uh, on Sunday and in very costly scenarios where just hitting one before he finally hit Dawson Knox on literally the last series of the game. You know, that was so many opportunities left on the table. They and he brought up this point in post game interview. The Ravens end up blitzing. I think it was 53 percent of the time or something like yes. that, a season high for a team yep. that blitzes all the time. And they did that because in the first and second quarter, he missed those deep ball and he missed them up until the Knox throw. What did they have to lose by blitzing him? Maybe they give up an underneath completion and that's the worst result. So they're going to keep doing it. We've we've talked so much about Josh's progression this year. There has been progress just Look at numbers, take the eye test, look at advanced metrics, whatever you want to do. He is a much improved quarterback over last season. In order to take those next steps, though, he's really got to spend a lot of time in the offseason working on that deep ball. He can't let it's, you know, he can't let pressure speed up his reads, which I know is easier said than done. And so you'd like to see those areas, you know, worked out. The drops, the receivers did not help him, even 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 the normally reliable Cole Beasley. 
dropped one that would have kept a, a drive going on a fairly deep 20-plus mm-hmm. yard pass or so, I think it was. Dawson Knox killed them with two drops on very easy catches and then proceeded to make a catch with his right bicep later in the game. Don't they get also that blew a They also blew a screen at this point, I'd like to point out. Like, there was yep. like, that would have really, that's the it's other way to, to beat the Blitz. Um, yep. is, is to do that. And then, but then you, you also, you think about his missed throws and I don't mean to fully interrupt you, Paul, but yep. then, you, then you think about the throw that Beasley drops where he's literally running left through sideways, throwing across his body and, 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 and delivers it exactly where the ball needs to go. And it's like, oh my God, like, how did you do that? Anyway, continue. The, yeah, it, this it was, was so reminiscent yeah. on that part of watching last year on screens to, Tolbert in balls downfield to Andre Holmes. You know, this was this was and Zay Jones as well. Guys who would frequently miss passes right in their hands. But to see the, these bills doing it uh, was rough. And, and of course, Dawson Knox also got beat on a blindside sack. That was not entirely his fault. He should have had help from Singletary. But Singletary got fooled by the, the rush. I believe it was a diamond front I, I saw online that the Ravens had run on that play. But I want to focus entirely on the negatives, which means I have to switch to a, just very briefly on the defense because I want Scott to, I think Scott will want to cover that. You know, one blown assignment, but otherwise just a really solid game overall by the D. We see that front four coming into its own. We've seen we're not talking about Levi Wallace anymore. So those are all good signs. I think the the bottom line, the thing I get most out of this game is you just went toe-to-toe with the toughest opponent you will face all year. And not only did you not embarrass yourselves, you were in the game the whole time. You shut down the league's leading MVP candidate in Lamar Jackson. So like I said on the on Twitter, in no shame, hold your head high and you know, hopefully we, we see them again in the AFC title game here uh, a month or so from now. Uh, I, I will start by giving some context. Uh, the, 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 the reason why I was a bit sour and we were texting Sunday as, as the game kind of unfolded was uh, as, a, as a, a Bills fan, you know, it's very easy to kind of have, you know, a, a bit of a pessimistic outlook on life. Uh, this was exacerbated more so by uh, my, of course, for longtime listeners know, my Wisconsin Badgers losing a, a heartbreaker Saturday night against Ohio State. Which, uh, by the way, is my that. fault because I didn't start watching till halftime, and then I'm like, oh, I... so you're the reason? Yes. Yeah. So that's so, on, that's that's my bad. It's on me. Okay. Um. So well, it, it no, I would say you're the you're the reason that the the for the listeners who don't know why Wisconsin fell apart, uh, functionally up twenty one seven on the number one team in the country, uh, in a neutral location. Finally, uh, the the Badgers proceed to essentially die in a toilet and. Uh, then that toilet lit on fire and then it you thrown into heavy traffic because Ohio State went on to score basically 27 unanswered and 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 win the game. And so part of me strategically, I think, was a little frustrated at another situation where the Bills were, to a certain extent, like the Badgers, in a situation where they could win a game against arguably a superior opponent um, and in a game that they had shown that they could have some success, but then also not get it done. And that is functionally the thing as someone who's obviously been, you know, obviously the Bills have made the playoffs. and the Badgers have had success here and there. But there's this kind of hump that that obviously the Bills haven't been as close to this hump as we've been now as we've been in forever. And I think in some ways this game kind of confirms that, that really the the Bills are at the edge of the mountain where it gets really steep. And the problem is, is that all the work that you've done to get you this far is 
like half the work. <laughs> the other half of the work, unfortunately, is is that last huge ascent to get to where you are the dominant kind of force on the planet or the dominant, you know, I'm watching Jurassic World. I'm looking at the, the stupid, super dinosaur. Um, but the, uh, you know, the dominant kind of team and, and the team that wins it all and the team that can become the dynasty that then, you know, lasts for, for, for however long. So we're not, we're not there yet. And I don't think anyone was expecting that we were there yet, but it's still frustrating that there's still more to go because you'd seen some good signs from the team and, and making it look good. So getting more into what happened during the game, um, you know, Paul, I, I'll, I'll briefly finish up with the offense. I mean, the one thing that Paul didn't mention was the line. And yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know, the, boy, howdy. They, I, you know, I gave that I will give Bean and McDermott credit. I think the playmakers are much better around Allen. I, I Singletary was one that I didn't know he was going to be this good at the NFL. I think he could be a guy who's with us for a long time and a productive player. I like John Brown, like we said at the end of the week. I like Dawson Knox. I think he's got potential. But boy, it's we we took some risks with the line, and this is what happens when you take risks with the offensive line. I understand that sometimes people are going to bring pressure no matter what. You know, New England's going to run zero blitzes where they're going to bridge more guys than you could block. I get that those are the things, but that really wasn't quite what was happening on Sunday. These were five or six man pressures that a good line in decent protection should be able to deal with, or at least give Allen enough time so that he's not constantly feeling like he's got a chuck and duck. And that's pretty much where we were. And, you know, Ford, I think, again, maybe he's got some potential. He's not all the way there right now. Feliciano, not like, again, he's a, a good run blocker and I will give him that. But pass blocking, he's not there. He's not, he's not, I'm not sure he's starting caliber. Um, similarly, like Dawkins has had some good moments here and there. Um, I'm trying to remember who the other guard was. Was it Long or was it? Um, Tim Horton. Uh, Quinton Spain. Quinton yeah, Spain. Spain. Spain, again, good, good run blocker. Not quite there on some of the pass protection. So I think, and Morris, frankly, he's been okay, but I, a lot of the protection issues you've got to start putting on him because he's the guy who's got to make these calls. I assume either him or Allen and the other way it's not happening. So that's on the offense on the defense. Um, I remember there was a play about, I think it was probably more than the two, you know, a couple minutes in <coughs> where, where Lamar Jackson beat Tremaine Edmonds to the corner. And I'm like, it's going to be a long day. If that's, if, if Lamar Jackson's faster than Tremaine Edmonds, cause that's kind of, you know, th that's the minimum. But I think in, in general, it was a bit of a I thought we'd be able to handle Jackson running. And I think for the most part, we did. Obviously, Milano uh, yeah. kind of got posterized on the, the one play where uh, early Jackson in the game, right? He, he fakes him out and you think, oh, shit. And and but from got, there, it's exactly. 11 carries for 40 yards. Yeah, so exactly. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a house fire or anything. And I think the linebackers did a good job. I think the scheme that McDermott and Frazier put there to kind of, again, keep them in front, limit the big gains, make them drive the whole field other than the one bust, which obviously, you know, you're never going to be perfect every time. Um, it would help, but you're probably not going to get there. Um, you know, yeah, but n all of us agreed by the end of Sunday, nothing here could be put on the defense, especially the last stand where the Bills offense finally was able to get down the field, score the touchdown, and the Bills defense was able to get the ball back to the offense with a chance Immediately, to tie. Immediately, yeah. Uh, when the when the Ravens, the you know the run de the the run offense Ravens, the ones that were going to break you know NFL records for the amount of rush yards, they were the ones who were able to get that you know kind of over the line, um, but uh, or they weren't able to get it over the line. The Bills were able to get the ball back, but then um, you know 
it got weird with the penalties at the end. We can talk about that if we want. You know, there's going to be weird games that happened in the Pats game too. Um, yeah, but it's you know the Bills had a chance to to win that game, so it's just frustrating, especially as as we'll get to later with with the with what happened with the Pats. So yeah, I, I you know I agree with almost everything you both have said so far. Um, and and even the parts that I don't agree with, like I I feel like I can understand, but I want to save that for a little bit later. Um. I really like to just double down on the kudos for the defense. 118 yards rushing for Baltimore, 145 yards passing for Lamar Jackson. And now look, he threw three touchdowns. They were awesome touchdowns. They weren't super, they weren't your typical touchdown, right? But like you look at the touchdowns that he threw. but like that one but, where they was about 50 yards after catch. Right. But, and they, and they are, and they are. Right, so Jordan Peele Poyer has his first brain fart in two years and like, and maybe not even him. It definitely, they showed it and it looked like he wasn't sure what to do. And so, um, incredibly unfortunate that that ends up being, you know, one of the, and the guy, the they never, the they never throw the ball to, he's got like three catches on the year or something. They clearly exactly. saw something at halftime. And they're like, if we get the backup tight end in this coverage, then we got them. And, you know, credit to both. I think that they too. throw that pass thinking they're going to get 12 yards. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and because Poyer loses the defense a little um, and, and they lose contain, it's still sort of like remarkable that he gets all the way as far as he does. Anyway, we could, you know, that was just, it was a bad play. That was their right. one bad play. Even with of the that day. 60 plus yard play, they, the Bills still gave up fewer yards at 257 total than any other team against the Ravens this year. That includes the Niners. That includes the Steelers. That includes the, the Patriots, all these esteemed right. defenses. Absolutely. And I think that that what I wanted to what I was trying to get to with the touchdowns is those are uniquely Lamar Jackson touchdowns that only a handful of people can handcuff you at the goal line the way that he was able to, especially on like the like the two running towards the line and flip it over your head plays. And he just literally, you know, can make you commit. And I think that when you look at all that they accomplished, you know, throughout the middle of the field and particularly I felt like in the in the second half once they sort of got a, a feel of 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 Baltimore's um even though they, they they had 14 points instead of 10 I think that the middle of the game that they were really sort of uh they they felt like they had a, a control of the game from a defensive standpoint and the comments at the at the end of the game they, they were very focused on the next time we see Baltimore hashtag you know the next time and I and I don't I, I look at this game, Scott, and this is what I want to say, and I understand everything you said about about losing this game. But I look at this game, and even if it's in Baltimore, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites in, in Buffalo. I don't think they're 12-point favorites in an, in an AFC ga- playoff game uh, in Baltimore. Um I don't think I, I think it's probably a score, right? I think that this it's probably the same line, and I think you look at this game, and there are, and there's no reason to think Buffalo couldn't have won. the The one reason is, as we talked about, was Buffalo's inability to deal with the blitz. Um, you are, I, I think Paul was right. You're literally one or two completions in the in the first half away from probably dispelling that as an issue. Um, the thing, the two things with Allen's game that I really liked, first of all, 
that you were in it at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, you and, and he was he was moving the field. That last pass that he throws to John Brown is on his hands. It's there. It's a touchdown pass and it's perfect coverage. I don't even know if he got a hand on it, but it's great to think that you were still there after that. You talk about gutting out a performance, right? This is a very Max Scherzer like performance by by Josh Allen. Sorry, Scott, but he, he did not have a good game. Max Scherzer Tigers. Well, we'll yeah, Max, shaking my damn shaking my damn fist. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait. Are you get in the car with us for for four hours? <laughs> um, no. Um, but we um. He he didn't have his best game, and he stuck with it. And the other, and, and related to that is, as much pressure that he was under, there's a difference between how he played and previous Bills quarterbacks played. And that Josh Allen Allen to me never looked like he didn't know what he was supposed to do. He never looked like he didn't know where he was supposed to go. The execution was the problem. And don't get me wrong, that's a problem. I I, I can't find his. I know he's like two for whatever on the long pass. And the the thing that frustrates me with football stats is they're, they're such a small sample size. You can't really get a good sense of a lot of stuff, but it's a problem. But a bigger problem is all the times that quarterbacks are just like Nate Peterman didn't know what to fucking do. Okay. He was lost. And at some point, Trent Edwards reverted into his shell and just like, threw the ball three yards every time. And Josh Allen doesn't do that. Josh Allen looked like he's going to watch that game and be like, here are the places where I can step up and do better. And if you look at the times that they've lost this year, they've come back admittedly against weaker opponents, but they've changed something and played better. They haven't lost two games in a row. They've come out of their losses playing better, and particularly after not this loss, but the loss against the Browns, they came out with the 11 personnel, decided these are the things that they want to do. So I would be surprised, especially with the fact that you've got Pittsburgh this week, New England, and then the Jets. So you're certainly getting at least one more heavy blitz team that they're not, that they're, that's what they're spending this week on. Because I guarantee you Pittsburgh wants to go in with their – Pittsburgh has the better defensive line, not nearly the corners that that Baltimore has, and they want to understand how are we going to do this. And I think that I think that a Sean McDermott team is going to – this is so weird to say to talk about a coach probably being in the right mindset to prepare his team for something. I think that this coaching staff is uh, – that, Sorry to interrupt, but that's like something we hear – commentators on football games say and roll our eyes and then we decide to hire an actual head coach two yeah. years ago and now i actually understand that I don't i like i i i don't believe that they won't be better prepared for it this coming week so if you lose this game and they were in it um th- this sucks especially because you know the patriots lose and at the, at, this is like the fifth time we've said that, so we should probably get on to three stars so we can talk about that. Um, I think it was a commendable effort, and the game was there to be won, and I didn't get the impression that they were outmatched by... It was almost like um, the new... It was. I think I said in the text, it was like the, the first New England game. I never felt like they were outmatched by New England. I never felt like they were really outmatched by Baltimore. Baltimore's the better team. I concede that. I think they're the better team, but they're not so much better that they that Buffalo can't beat them. So yeah, there's no moral victories, but um, it's certainly not uh, the kick in the nuts that 
this time this time most years this is the game that pretty much puts us from in the hunt to mathematically possible so you know the fact that we're you know about to play a control your own destiny game that's pretty cool uh, but what else is pretty cool is is scott doing our our three stars and i assume i assume that based on his history that the kicker will not be in three stars and no if, okay well i would just like to give him some dap then and say good on you for making three field goals steven hauschka if if we were if we had played the dolphins on sunday and the dolphins had I think did they win and kick seven field goals or they no, lost? No, they lost twenty-seven seven? to twenty-one. 22 20, to twenty-one. Twenty-two to twenty-one, and they kicked seven field goals. Seven field goal. That's yeah, amazing. If, yes, it's seven field goals. Yeah. So if you're if we were playing the Dolphins, they scored twenty-one points on seven field goals. He gets he gets into the stars, even in I, a losing effort. I figured I figured that was the case. I just I I wanted to remark on the fact that I was happy to see he kicked three field goals from. You know, 47, 48, and 36, and even I, it, it made me feel a little bit better about him. That's all. Yeah, yeah I, no. I think the only time Hauschka made three stars since we've been doing this was, of course, that legendary uh, Falcons game uh, upset a couple of years ago when he kicked a 56-yarder and a 55-yarder, both with under five minutes left in the fourth quarter to give the Bills a, a victory. But that's mm-hmm. the level it takes. Yes. The the three stars for this week. Uh, honorable mention: Devin Singletary, uh, 17 carries, 89 yards, as well as six catches for 29 yards. I would say he uh, he did drop a pass. Was one of the reasons he's an honorable mention. But otherwise, you know, he's I don't want to say he's the the centerpiece of the offense. Other than I think mean, the quarterback's always the centerpiece. But at this point, he's approaching the centerpiece of the offense. Like you know, John Brown still might get more targets than him, but basically the offense to a certain extent is running at least 50, 50 through Devin Singletary and everybody else. So it's, it's, uh, it's good to see that because I think he's a quality player. He saw some good runs. He was a little bit contained by the Baltimore defense, which we'll get to, but you know, still a good effort. So honorable mention for him. All right. Your third star goes to Tremaine Edmonds with eight tackles, two tackles were lost and one pass deflection, a good game from him. Obviously like when you're doing the run, you know, given how much Baltimore runs the ball, you're going to need your defensive line, your linebackers to do their jobs. Um, they did uh, a commendable job kind of keeping Baltimore out of, from running away with this. Literally um, Edmonds, as I mentioned, did get beat by Jackson in the corner once, but that's going to happen. And you kind of, kind of got to know the, you got to be able to see these guys in real life to know how fast you're going to run and what angles you're going to take. And after that, I think the bills kind of caught up to the fastball, so to speak. And I think they were much better prepared going on. So Tremaine Edmonds gets the, Gets the third star for that. Good job, Tremaine. Uh, your second star goes to uh, Marcus Peters. Uh, four tackles, uh, three solo, excuse me, and three pass deflections. Um, obviously, the big one at the end of the game for John Brown, um, but but was doing a, a pretty good job against the Bills receivers in general, including John Brown uh, on Sunday. Really not a lot of production out of the Bills wide receivers, who at this point had been pretty good. Um, some of that was obviously Allen's uh, misfiring. Some of that was drops, but I don't think you could, I don't want to shortchange the Baltimore defense. And that also includes Matt Judon, who's the first star and had uh, one and a half sacks, uh, a tackle for loss. Again, uh, a guy who is a lot 
uh, part of a bigger effort from the Baltimore defense. There's a lot of talent on that defense. Um, I think to this point, that's been a little bit overwhelmed by the incredible rushing offense that they've been put up and the fact that teams are trying to have to just throw a lot to, to, um, to catch up and to stay into games. And when you're doing that, eventually you will break through even against a good defense. So I think that hurts their numbers a little bit, but they showed they definitely had, had schemed the bills up pretty good. Um, bringing those consistent blitzes. Um, there were some numbers. I don't know if you guys saw them. Um, this was Marcel Louis jocks with the ASBN beat writer. Um, but he was saying Josh Allen, one of 11 passing 15 yards downfield, zero 11 from outside the pocket. Uh, one of 16 went under duress, blitzed 30 times and completed 29% of his attempts. Uh, against it, uh, seven of 24. So again, Baltimore knowing that that's clearly the way to get things done is what they, it's what they did. Um, so again, yes, like Frank was saying, we're going to have to adjust. I, I, yeah, you want to be able to adjust. Ultimately you have to have the personnel who can capable of doing that. And I don't know that I can expect the offensive line to suddenly get a lot better in the next couple of days or the, you know, Josh Allen to suddenly be a lot better at reading defenses overnight or in the next three years. I'm not saying it can't happen at some point and that Dable can't call certain plays to try and avoid some of that, but he was calling more screens on Sunday and they were sniffing those out too. So mm-hmm. it's, it, uh, you know, it's, it's some, some problems just can't be solved with coaching and I'm not, yes. I'm not sure that th- that we're there yet. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful, but you know, at least we're, I'd rather be having these conversations at nine and four than six and seven. So Yes, and right. we're having them at nine and four, and we're not even talking about an off season where they have ten draft picks and before making any cuts, eighty-eight million dollars in in space. So this is it's it's good to be optimistic. And I also uh, emphasize the positive. Tremaine Edmonds being a star. Leslie Frazier was asked by Sal Capaccio today about the level of physicality in his play, and he said, "Sal, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is it Tremaine was shedding blockers like we haven't seen him shed blockers before he was you know just just getting at runners and hitting them with a little more vigor than usual so it was good to see you know well it's good to see him make the stars uh but it was also good to let's hope that's a trend from from week to week because this week's game ain't going to be any less physical no it is definitely not before we get to our next topic in the list guys i i think it might be helpful to do the next two I, just briefly the patriots lost a football game to the chiefs that's actually the first time i felt yes. bad oh to the chiefs and the texans in the last two weeks yes yeah so they're, they've, they've lost back to back right okay yeah yep. so now we're now to get the division we're asking them to lose four of their last five which um i suppose stranger things have two happened, of the last but, three Two of the last three, but it would have been four of the last. But it would have been four of the last five based on the last two, is what I'm saying. Um, But um, no, you're okay. That's that's right. Two of the next three, and Buffalo at that point would 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 win out. Um, But that was the first time on Sunday that I felt, or actually was on Monday when I found out the Patriots had lost. I was like, well, damn it! Now I wish. Now I now I'm mad that we lost the Ravens (laughs) because you know we'd be we'd be knotted up with the Patriots with kind of the division. Uh, you know, in control of control her own, of dis- own destiny. Yeah. You know, not 15. just for the division, but for a bye week, a first or second yeah. seed. Um, the other thing to note is the playoffs. We are at a position where any one win guarantees Buffalo makes the playoffs. It doesn't determine their seating. Right. Which Still could very be, much 
could be first, second, fifth, anywhere. or sixth. Yeah. Right. But you're in with one win. Three wins, uh, obviously, would, would actually three wins would guarantee you at a minimum the fifth seed and then a good chance and then a 37% chance at winning the division with a, a chance of, um, of, uh, of, uh, having a, a, a wild or sorry hosting a, a game buy. right yeah. a buy that's the word i'm looking for thank you paul and then three even with three losses there's a 55 percent chance that they would still make the wild card obviously not the way you want to go the 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 short answer is the 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 raiders would be a team that could go nine and seven the, the the Browns are in there. The Browns could still go nine and seven. The Colts could still go nine and seven. Um, and that's those are the teams you'd be tied with. And like, let's not even go down the full length of that. If you are thinking about that, you want to root against. It looks like the short answer is with that. You pretty much want to be rooting against the Browns and Raiders. But the big one you want to root against is the Titans. You want the Texans to win the division because we haven't played them. And you want the Titans to be the wild card team c- candidate because then you'd be you you have a head to head with them. And, and the likelihood of the Bills scenario from a few years ago where there's three teams that all tie and then you don't go to head to head is unlikely. Um, but still possible. That's why it would be 55 percent. The short answer is. Like, look, don't even sweat this shit. Just win a game, um, any game, any game will do you. Even if you beat the Jets in 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 week 17, um, that guarantees you a playoff spot. Uh, it guarantees you a wild card game. Um, if you beat the Patriots in Foxborough or the Steelers uh, this Sunday night, then, you know, then then you're in the interesting position of when do you start resting people? Because it, it is the division already out of hand. It, it can't be whatever they they play the Patriots right. the next week. If they week, beat it, the Patriots, there's no way that the Patriots will have clinched going into the last week. If they lose right. the Patriots, truth if they lose to the Patriots, no matter what happens this weekend, they lose the division. Even a loss right. by the Pats to the Jets won't or a loss won't by the Pats to Miami won't help. Yeah. So it, extra incentive because we could be talking about making the Patriots play the last week out to actually win the division, which they don't do very often. Um, but to to uh to to get us to there so that's the that's the playoff picture with the patriots caveat uh that we're talking about here and and i now ask the open-ended question i give scott the first turn if you'd like um where are we Uh, and and as paul says where are we really yes america good answer scott or paul (laughs) Uh, specifically dc an apartment on the the ninth floor in in downtown dc Okay, very good. Well, that's great. That's all good. I think I was thinking more as a Buffalo Bills fan or a Buffalo Bills team. Where are they? Where are we? What at nine and four? What's your what's your temperature on this team? What are you feeling about this team? Are you are you in uncharted waters? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling bad? Are you feeling confident? Uh, are you feeling nervous? Those types of questions. How do you think? How do you think this plays out? Those kinds of questions. So give me your give me, uh, and and Scott says Facebook cue because did yeah. we ask that on Facebook? Yeah, your one word feeling. Yes, that's right. I can pull that up. But Scott, why don't you tell us yours while I pull up 
Brian Punt, who said satisfied, I think. Smiling and satisfied, like, like a but, jerk. Uh, which is frustrating. It was right there, Brian. Come on. Um, no, I think if I had yes, to pick... Brian Punt said satisfied, and Greg... Uh, I don't hear much from Greg. Nice to hear from Greg. He says he's feeling realistic, which I don't know if that qualifies as a feeling, Greg. That's an, out, that's an outlook. That's exactly what I was going to say. How do you feel about this? Realistic. I think that I, I buy it. I'm with Greg on this. I understand it's not I mean, a human emotion per se, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I agree. I mean, maybe, maybe we can say Greg is feeling grounded or even keel or cautious. Those are. I feel like that's what realistic. I, I, anyway, but like, I, no, I'll let Greg. Ex, I'll let Greg explore his own feelings. I just, you know. Exactly. Feel free to explore on the Facebook post, Greg. Lee yes. At your leisure. Um, the I I would say I would put my feelings at. There's like a time frame kind of. It depends on the time frame. Like strategically, long term. I think that this team may be on the right track. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. I'm not not all the way there because it depends on Allen. Mm-hmm. They got to sure. fix the line. They have to you have to recognize the line's a problem and then fix it. You know they they still have to kind of you know on some level your your ability to succeed over the long term is your ability to understand how things are changing and and continue to make changes to adapt because that's that's what Belichick's done. Like he's said like okay well sometimes we got we got rookie tom brady and we need to win with defense so we're going to win with defense and then when tom brady turns into the greatest quarterback of all time we're like well f that let's just try and win with you know let's get him randy moss and Corey dillon and a bunch of random dudes and and just score 40 points a game and we'll win doing that and then go back to this year now we have old man tom brady and we need to we need to now focus on and really nail down the defense as much as we can so i think strategically you know, we can be on the right track for a little while. Ultimately, the long-term test is, can we continue to adapt over time and not get caught, you know, paying for guys who are on the team for too long or giving up on guys who are too early or poorly drafting or whatever it is. There's a variety of reasons you can kind of fill. But uh, given what we've seen so far, I don't think you can be anything less than kind of cautiously optimistic that Bean and McDermott and to a certain extent, Allen are the foundation and Edmonds are the foundations in which this team can be built on for the next three to five years. This the the time frame of this season, I am I am more concerned about just because I see the A, the teams that we have played who are good and what they have looked like, whether that's uh, you know, the you know, Baltimore, New England, and whether it's uh, you know, Kansas City, Houston kind of lying out there, um, whether these te- you know Comparing the bills and, and the flaws that we kind of saw on Sunday, I'm not sure. That's where I'm not sure that we're going to be able to to get over the hump this year to make that happen. So I think that's the thing. Um, more in this kind of next couple two three months, what do I expect? I'm more. Um, I'm, I'm less than cautiously optimistic. I'm more realistic. No, uh, I'll say <laughs> I'm. 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 Uh, I'm a little. I'm like. I'm happy that we're going to make the playoffs, but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. If I, I could see a first round exit here coming, in which case, as I said, like kind of two years ago, and make the playoffs. On some level, there's a lot of teams that could sort of make the playoffs and then lose in the first round. Like to a certain extent, that is a 
as much could be as much about your schedule as anything else. And right. uh, we've talked about that a lot already. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there for now. Yeah. I'd like I, to I, point, I, hold on. I'd like to but, point out, Scott said he's happy. We are going to make the playoffs and didn't have a reflexive flinch to like de jinx that or couch it in any yeah. terms. I just, I, and I, I think that speaks to a level of, you might want to call it cautious optimism, but there has to be some grounded optimism there that is, you know, part of the deal. Continue, Paul. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, no, that was actually a, a perfect segue because I was going to essentially make that exact point that here we are and we're not talking about what well, the Bills, you know, they're, well, they, they, they can blow these last three games. These are tough opponents. They start off hot. They're very beatable. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. They'll find a way to build it, we used to say. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any of us have that feeling about this team. I certainly know they're capable of losing to all three of the teams that they've played. But I've seen enough on a week-to-week -week basis in terms of consistency, in terms of mindset, that I'm not thinking, oh, no, we're jinxing it by even talking about them winning or snapping this streak or having this lead in the fourth quarter or whatever it happens to be. I think they're a good team. And I, I have no issue saying that. And it's funny because, you know, we were talking, I'd mentioned the off season earlier. There are points when I think about the bills, which is more frequent than I will admit to uh, anyone I might be married to. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think about the bills a lot and I, I, tr I start thinking, okay, so this off season, we have this much cap money. We could cut. I'm like, no, this is not the time to think about the off season. It's December when I'm used to thinking about the off season but I have to focus on it's more enjoyable as a fan for me to focus on what's happened so far this year and what's coming up in the immediate future and to be thinking I'm not making immediate travel plans for the first week of January because that's a wild card weekend and I expect the team to be playing that weekend or if not be playing the weekend after that with a with a, a divisional round by so it's it's good to have these feelings. It is for use the term uncharted water, Frank. I would agree to that to the, to an extent, at least for the last two decades. I don't think I've been there with the Bills team. I have right. to literally go back to you know high school, college before that, when the expectation wasn't just the playoffs; it was they're going to get there and do something. Now my my expectation is not Super Bowl, but it's not just get there anymore either. And as Scott said, I think the biggest question mark is going to be Allen. Will he now plateau? Will he continue into that year three progress? What gives me optimism is that you can't argue that this, the setup for him, the system they've put him in, the support they have given him, and the insulation from criticism that they, the Jets have not been able to do with Darnold and the New York media is just, and Mayfield and Cleveland for that matter, it's it's been refreshing. And I think it sets the Bills up for long-term success. So... Like Scott said, when Brady was a rookie, win with defense. That's what the Bills are trying to do now with Allen in his early season. And you hope he develops into a guy you can keep for 20 years and and win with offense. So I am I am pleased to be a Bills fan. I am doing my best to live in the present and think about all the you know the great opportunities that are coming up for this team in the remaining three games. And I'm just trying to enjoy the games and enjoy the ride. Damn it, you guys are squashing my heel. I was certain that one of you would would be more pessimistic, but, and I was going to trash you for it, but I can't, I can't. Oh, sorry. We maybe maybe we'll have a heel turn for us to turn our back. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Maybe we'll have a heel turn later. Maybe we'll find somebody. I know that on the radio today, 
the 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 afternoon host on WGR, uh, who shall remain nameless, uh, was talking about how he sort of missed this time of, you know, talking about next year in a way like I don't know that he missed it in the sense that he was disappointed. The bills were good. I think he was trying to say that, you know, this is what you usually talk about this time of year is like, uh, well, wh- what are they going to do next year, particularly with coaching quarterback? Yeah, this is what and- I'm on. I'm on over the cap and looking at the budget for the, the coming season. And then Scott's usually looking ahead to the draft and seeing what's going on. Right. And, and, and three years into a coach, we're talking about, is he going to finish this the year? And yeah. is he going to, and, and okay, this quarterback's a holdover from the last regime. Are they going to draft somebody new? And what are the quarterbacks are going to be available? And, you know, should we be losing football games? Because we should be pushing our, our draft stock up. And so it, it is uncharted territory, certainly for our podcast. Uh, not that we haven't had nine win seasons before, but as we pointed out last time, this will be just the, the fourth in the last gosh knows how long. I The other question I had, I don't think Tom Brady's lost the division, right? The one time was 2000. I think uh, the, he's the lost, he lost it in 2002. He right, was that their was the year everybody was nine and seven, and then the Matt Castle year, the Dolphins won it, I think, right? Yep, and, and the Patriots it. became one of three teams in history to miss the playoffs at eleven and five, which right. is is great. It, it is great, and so I just was thinking about that because I thought this might be the first time Tom Brady, <clears throat> as Tom, you know, like, like since the the beginning, loses the division, which is just like a sick thought to like, think about. <laughs> Um, but but what do I think about how do I feel about the Bills? Where are we? I, I, you, you guys suck. I agree with everything. Look, I, I think we're headed mostly in the right direction. I think that there are things left to fix. I think that this team um, is flawed. But this is the other thing I think. And I think I, I alluded to this in the Baltimore game. I don't know that there's anybody they can't beat. I think about all the teams, especially in the AFC. I, I think they could beat any of them. They've already shown that they can hang with them. I think that means that they can beat them. It doesn't mean that they will beat them. It doesn't mean that you show up in Baltimore or New England in the playoffs and you don't get your ass handed to you because it really could be different. But, you know, they played in a national a national high-profile game. Thanksgiving's, Thanksgiving's pretty close. It was the most I, watched NFL game in three years. So, yeah, that was, that was high-profile. And Dallas is terrible, and I don't know why people make such a – big deal about right, we talked about more than the titans game which is objectively a much bigger win yes for the Bills, 100 percent. and 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 the titans are a better team probably than dallas they, they're, well, they're also a better team since we played them because they benched mariota put in Tannehill, and he's four and one and throwing the ball all over the field yeah so we handle, did not play that tight you know team. how to handle ryan Tannehill. i'm not worried about seeing ryan <laughs> um as that comes back to bite me in the ass and the, the word <laughs> AFC champion. Well, they have lost 44 to four here on the playoff the only, Sunday. The only thing that would give me the remotest, it wouldn't sa- be any satisfaction to me, but I would dolphins fans. I would think about dolphins fans and that yeah. would bring at least a slight smile to my face. If that scenario plays <laughs> out. <laughs> God forbid. Um, that would be horrible. I, for the first time, I feel like they can beat anybody. And and I don't feel like I and and I'm not spending time convincing you two that that's possible, right? Like we're not having arguments that somebody's being unrealistic when we say that, and and I think that you know you really have to be 
a Billsy Bills fan to be sort of down on them at this point, especially after a loss to, you know, the Ravens, look, it was a loss to the Ravens. Is there a way in which that's supposed to be a marquee win? Sure. But I suppose if I could invoke the, invoke the rock for a moment and, and half heel turn it, it doesn't matter if you beat the Ravens, right? Like it doesn't matter. You, you would have a play. You'd be in a playoff spot. Sure. You'd have a chance at the division a little easier. Sure. But you still have to win one of the next games. If the if the Bills lose the next three games and miss the playoffs, we're not talking about, well, they should have won that Ravens game, right? We're talking about how did they lose to the Jets? How did they lose to the Steelers? Let's go back to that Browns game. So to me, yeah, there's a status symbol thing to beating the, the Ravens, just like there's a status symbol thing to beating Dallas on Thanksgiving. But ultimately... You don't have that's not the thing that's going to break your back. And that's not the it, the stat. There's no style points. Right. So you don't get any style points for beating Dallas. You get a win. That's super helpful. But you don't get an extra win for beating Dallas. And and so I think that a lot of people bought into it a little more than we should have at least. And that's fine because it felt good. And it was a lot of it was a lot of fun to beat Dallas. And I'm happy we beat Dallas. And. And, that was and, my one picked game wrong this year, and I'm glad for it. And I'm excited to to roll with the fun on that. But it didn't mean anything more than you beat a middling team, in in a middling NFC team that is struggling, right? And that could have been the Eagles game, and that could have been a lot of games. And it just it turned out yeah. it was Dallas on on, a on some level. On some level, yes. If you went back in time and switched the Eagles. You know, a win because we played the Eagles at home, if I recall. Right. Yep. You you should have probably won that game and lost on the road at Dallas. And it the makes same record. No difference. Yeah, exactly. The only thing would have been today. the psychological difference. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It, it it makes it makes zero difference. And you know what? If 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 there's a if, if it makes people happy, I'm not dismissing the cycle. Uh, value. Just think. Set, set off the fireworks. Yeah, I, I throw my remote control on the floor with the logic of Frank. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you. <laughs> uh, why don't, why don't Corey, people listen to Frank? <laughs> Ty Nisky and Corey legit did not practice, um, but maybe they submitted listener questions. Uh, they didn't submit them on Facebook. Paul, were there any listener questions on? There was, and we've, we've largely addressed the one we got from Riza. Uh for, would love to hear your take on Allen's inability to complete a long pass. I think the Ravens wouldn't have blitzed 8,000 times if Allen had completed one or two longest passes, which we... All know, right. I didn't mean to address that in the opening segment. I apologize, no, but I did. my heel turn now, All right. son of a bitch. That's Are it. Are you going to heel turn on a listener? Because that's dangerous. I, uh, well, you know what? That's what I'm here for. That's Those listeners have had it coming. They've had... You know, we... Got give, your face in this, remember. And we give... And we give, and what do you people want? You idiots, you can't use a word like inability. He has the ability to do it. This is very thin. He failed <laughs> to do it on Sunday, but he can do it, and he's going to do it. And you're out here, you know, going to your DC bars, watching the football game in public like a human being, unlike the rest of us who hide in our houses with fevers and boogers and children with fever and boogers and 
Paul having boogers and fevers, and you're like, oh, he can't throw the deep ball. He can throw the deep ball. He throws it deeper than anybody. It's not his fault that the receivers can't keep up with him. To quote the great, a, a, a great supermodel, he cannot throw the ball and catch the ball himself. Thank you very much. So uh, I kind of blame the fans on this because I feel like you know their failure to support Josh Allen in these times is what's causing him to to miss. Uh, and I will also say. You know, a, a little more seriously now that I'm done teasing um, that with these types of things, if you're talking about he's thrown 25 deep balls, I don't know, all year. That's like a that's like a statistical fart uh, that like if he completes five of them, he's average. And if he completes 10 of them, he's like super ahead of the curve. And the fact that he's completed one or two is like an accident. It, it like literally at this point could just be an accident that he hasn't delivered. It doesn't look like it, but you know, if we, if we talk about things on a statistical bell curve sort of idea, um, he's on the lower end, but he, it's just like, you know, 25 more deep throws. He could, he could, he could make up a lot of ground. Yeah, I, I I I think he's got he's got to start hitting these. That's that's literally my How my. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? I'm the weak Paul face. Paul disagrees. There it is. Yep. Hit the, hey, hit Paul, the deep ball. Wins what, games. What, Paul, what's the ref doing over there? Can, can, oh oh <laughs> oh my back. I oh. learned today. I learned today it's that it's a if, brutal attack. Paul if you did not see that coming, ladies and gentlemen, if you're I am gonna, here to tell you. I've never seen this kind of disrespect on a podcast before. Uh, I, I think I've done hitting Paul now. Oh, have another one, Paul. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave the ring. No, have another one. And here's one for us, too. Um, Frank, showing no regard for human life. If you're going to take a chair shot, this is what I learned. This is what CM Punk taught me in a YouTube video I watched. You want to, you want to hit somebody with the flat, large part of the chair and you want to hit as much of their back as possible. Was that that YouTube video about where he's looking at wrestling uh, or he's also talking watched, about wrestling and movies? Watching wrestling movies yep. and, yeah, yes. we watched that. I watched that video. Okay, it's a great video, Scott. He 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 breaks down wrestling scenes in movies. Um and it's and he's just like a really entertaining guy anyway, but to watch him talk about wrestling scenes in movies is is well worth the 14 minutes. Um but you, the more increased surface area you have the better because it's gonna he goes it's like there's no wrong way it's like there's no good way to get hit with a chair but there's a better way to get hit by a chair and so um I, you know when i hit you and i hit reza uh, i was hitting you guys with um the broadest way possible so you know you wouldn't wouldn't be lasting i, I hit you with love okay Sounds like a brother love take, but that's yeah, we're going back a few years. <laughs> ah, brother love. I'm the wrestling guy. Um, so that was it. That was it for listener questions. That was it. Well, good. We're at the 50 minute mark, so let's do this day in Bill's that's history. Perfect for this day in Bill's headlines or histories. You call it every week, but that's okay. It was this history. day in Bill's history for a long time, but this day in Bill's history, it's history. Now we're this day in Bill's headlines. Anyway, it's, it's history and headlines. So this is going to be, we have some good ones. We we have almost all recent and then a literal 17-year gap 
and then then you know that's that's that so it's kind of funny how it goes so get ready to answer some some questions you should have early on and then as we go on and this could be a challenge so here's the warm-up question we're going to go back to 2018 buffalo bills linebacker blank suffered broken leg is out for season who broke a leg last year scott but at the end of the year, so right, with three games left. Yeah, Reggie Ragland. He was. He would have been a chief by this point. Yeah, yeah he was already. Right. Um, I thought maybe that's why I wasn't thinking uh, of him. Uh, Milano. At Milano. Milano. The poster boy. Yes, the, the the allegedly best looking Bill, but that is debatable. Uh, I've heard. All right. So 2017, we're going to have two questions. And the, it's actually kind of three because the first one is a two-parter. One is easy, one is hard on this. So here we go. Blank and blank thrived in snow on a brutal day. The Bills running back said, I slip here and there when there were some cuts. I missed on for the most part. I was running and cutting. I was stopping where other guys were slipping. Maybe it's because I know I'm going to get the ball, so I just try to play extra good. <laughs> Uh, that's LaShawn. That's LaShawn, Shady McCoy. <laughs> and who else, who else was the other person that thrived, it right? A, it was a, yep. It was a Colts running back who had 36 carries for 130 yards. Edgerin James. Right. A little bit late. Eric Dickerson. Way too late. I will give you a couple <laughs> hints, which may help you. It was his best game since the last two games of the 2014 season when he rushed for 158 and 144 yards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you want to go to his career best, it was 24 carries for 212 yards in 2006. And the so, last hint, his best total this season is oh, Frank, Gore. Frank Gore. I said Frank Gore. Oh, did you? Uh, you were, I thought you, you said were, something early I under your breath. definitely said Frank Gore. No, the okay. Chinese must have muted you. They must have been listening in. And we'll we'll go to the audio after you this. you guys have we'll a give... Huawei phone? Is that what it is? God damn uh, it. <laughs> no, but I've, I recently signed up for this dating site. I don't know. So <laughs> I did not sign up for a dating site <laughs> at all. <laughs> This will be the one podcast that Frank actually edits. One day I will <laughs> tell the story about how I told my wife I want to sign up for Trump singles just to see what it looks like. And she said, OK, <laughs> but I'm not going to tell that story today. That is an off-season podcast. <laughs> yep, that, that could be an off-season podcast. That, I think you're right. That might be part of the car. Well, we'll talk about the car <laughs> yeah. right later. OK, yeah. All right, uh, 2017, headline number two, Blank takes advantage of a rare second chance in Bill's win. It says, instead of playing a big role in the victory, Blank was nearly the main reason for what would have been a damaging loss. He made a poor pass intended for tight end Charles Clay that was intercepted by Chief Safety, excuse me, Colts Safety Matthias Fairley with 52 seconds left in regulation. Colts couldn't capitalize on the takeaway, however. What year is this? Uh, same game. Same game as the McCoy-Gore game. Oh, okay. Um... Uh... Uh, uh, um, Matt Barkley. No, no, he didn't come till 2018 uh, last year. Oh, right, 2017. Uh, so, so Tyrod Taylor. No, he was uh, uh, out of this, this game. Is the backup game because yep. this is the snow game. Yep. He got and and um. Tyrod was out from the start of this game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but then we went to then we went to the third string at some point, yep. right? We did because Peterman got concussed in the third quarter. Right. And it was it was 
He is an African American gentleman. Um, Cardale Jones. No, no. Oh no, Terrell Pryor. That's no. who it was. No. You were well, you're late because Cardale was 2016. Oh. He is currently now. Remember, this guy is kind of known oh, as. Oh, uh, uh, um, he was on the Vikings for a long time. Yes, yes. He was actually uh, on one of your fantasy teams at one time briefly. <laughs> Joe Jackson. Webb. Joe Webb. Did West. I hear Joe Webb? Yes. Joe Webb. Yes. Joe Webb was on yeah. my fantasy team, right? Yes. Yes, that is it. Joe yeah. Webb is the answer. All right. 2016. This is kind of timely. Shout out to Joe Webb, who was a Buffalo Bill, apparently. <laughs> he led the comeback. What was that game? Yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 He helped get us Critical. to the playoffs that year with his magical like, uh, two for I, seven day. Remember, he launched the ball like to Deontay Thompson for like 30 yeah. some odd yards. That was it. That's, that was that's, the some, that's some bullshit. Everyone's just trying to rewrite history. He, Joe Webb was never a Buffalo Bill. <laughs> go to my website. Joe Webb was never a Buffalo Bill. Done that. <laughs> I think that domain's probably. You need, you need a hashtag, Frank. Come yes. on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> a web bills conspiracy. Uh, work. 2016. Blank refers to Buffalo Bills cornerbacks as Gilbert and the other guy. Says, regardless of what Blank calls Buffalo cornerbacks, of hands full on Sunday, Blank leads the league in TD receptions with 11 and is tied for first in receptions and fourth in receiving yards at 1052. Hmm. This is this 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 gentleman's referring to Stephon Gilmore, presumably. Right. I would guess, and the other guy would be Ronald Darby at this point. In Gilbert time. Gray. Gilbert and the hey. other guy. Gilbert Gray. Um, and this is a wide receiver, not a. Right. There's some. There's a hint. There's one hint. I literally need to give it. Give it away immediately. But I'm hoping you'll try and put together some. Do a personality assessment of someone who might have these traits, and say these things. Yeah, and the top four right. in the league in receiving yards. Yeah. In 20... 2016. How about 2016. Rob Gronkowski? No, he's kind of nice. He's, he's kind of yeah, nice. he's a nicer guy. Yeah. Antonio that's Brown? Antonio Brown, all right. Because mm-hmm. the, the hint was going to be Bill Steeler's bid to keep playoff hopes alive was the other hint. Yeah. Uh, but that would have given it away. All right, here's another non-Bill 2015 Blank apologizes for how trade went down. Repeats he'd shake McCoy's hand. Blank said the Eagles dealt uh, McCoy to free up money and sign QB Matt Sam Bradford. Apologize oh, for how coach. This is Chip yep. Kelly. Yeah, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Yeah. All right. So now we had crap headlines from 2014 through 1999. So we've got to go to 1998. Blank is a welcome presence in the booth, but doesn't go deep as an analyst. If Blank has become an all-pro announcer for CBS. He'd better become more opinionated and more enlightening than he has been in all three Buffalo Bills games he's worked this season. Blank, who also worked the Bills' regular season finale in New Orleans, has all the tools and potential to become a first-class announcer and has gotten some positive national reviews. All right, Scott, this is one of two people. Do you want to? Do you want to guess one? I was going to guess. I, I, well, is it? A and I'll let you both guess. So even if Scott guesses right, I mean, we'll Tasso no, would be one, right? And Probably. James Loft and James Lofton is the other guess. So you yes. you choose who you want to take. I'll take Tasker. All right, then I'll I'll go with Lofton. It is though. Tasker. Yeah. All right. Very good. Held that role through 2018, so I guess he he got better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 1993, still going strong. He exploded all over the yes. other announcers. Yeah, he did have that moment in in when was that 2011, I guess. Oh, it was like our, every game in 2011. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Still Sorry, going. Sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. 
um, three to go, four to go, 2000, uh, 1993, still going strong. 25 years ago, Blank was a big favorite in the Heisman Trophy race, as is Charlie Ward today. 25 years ago, Blank led the Trojans to their third consecutive Row Bowl game and won the Heisman Trophy as the nation's best college football player in the most lopsided vote ever. OJ? OJ. Uh, I mainly had this in here, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this quote uh, from Bob Chandler. Uh, Bill's tight end who played with Simpson. OJ is one of the guys who makes everyone feel comfortable around him. He's such a comfortable household name. Even if people don't know him, they think that they do. So they expect no. him to be around. So. No, 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 no. Famous no. last words. Yeah. Oh, God. Literally. All right. Poor Bob Chandler. He would take uh, that. Uh, in the Los Angeles Times, it's not going anywhere. All right. Uh, 1990. <laughs> this is a bit more. Fairly stable veteran of World War II dies. There, there were, there were other quotes in this article, and they were <laughs> too dark for even me. <laughs> we need to do that's all another that's gonna have to be a patreon feature we're gonna do that later <laughs> v, world war ii vegan found dead yes. bunker right <laughs> for folks who don't know there was a washington post obituary for the head of isis which was basically like noted religious scholar and head of islamic state dies and it yeah. was like He's the head of ISIS for crying out loud. So that watched, led to a lot of hilarious yeah, so. obituary kind of takeoffs. It also led to a lot of people like on the left defending it, and I'm like, I'm not with you guys. Like that that's the ISIS that guy. Was a dumb, that was that, a dumb that, that, no, that's some dumb shit. Like you gotta fix that, WAPO. And then they were like, Whatever. <laughs> no, they fixed it. They they fixed it at they, some point. They, they fixed it, but I mean also, like, come on, like Democracy uh, I will admit WAPO uh, may be on the chopping block as we reassess our subscriptions at the end of the year, but that's yeah. They, <laughs> well, that's a that's part of our next podcast, you know, maybe next media. Yeah. Um. So here we go. 1990. Blank Eyes New Arena after NFL lineman uses paint for intimidation and promotion. Says most football players know it as eye black and use a little dab under each eye to reduce the glare of the sud stadium lights. Blank considers it war paint, as do the Ultimate Warrior and other stars from the WWF. When he's finished playing football, which he says hopefully won't be for another five or six years, Blank God. wants to become a pro wrestler. He Damn it, I always forget this guy's yep. name. Painting his face with a little flair might draw some attention to the wrestling world for future reference. He was so, a lineman. He was a lineman. He was an offensive lineman. Here's a little hint. He actually caught the first TD pass in the last game the Bills won in Pittsburgh, which was the 1992 playoffs on one of those tackle-eligible plays. He was normally a backup guard, though. Died in God. 2008 at the age of 43. And the hint I've given when we used him as an answer once before, he his cousin is better known than him. Cousin is a quarterback, played for Washington for four years and made a Pro Bowl there. Played for a bunch more teams through 2006, threw for over 21,000 yards. Mark Francisco Rickner. Pizarro. Ah, General Francisco Pizarro. No, it's Lex Luger. No, trying to thin. It's Cousin Gus. I, you see, you got yards. Oh, Ferrat. It was um. What's his name? Was it Rich Ferrat, Dick Ferrat? Mitch Ferrat. Yeah, Mitch Ferrat. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Gus Ferrat's his brother. Yeah. Damn it. I I remember they used to talk about that during the game. Like, that was always like, when he caught that pass, I think they were like, well, well, and the nice thing about Mitch Ferrat says that he was... wants to be a WWE superstar. Yeah. Yep. 
WWF, they would have said then. Yes, WWF, correct. That's the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Did you know he went to Harvard? Yeah. Hmm. It was the same thing. They would always mention Farrat and being like, oh, he's going to be a wrestler someday. And he he never did. He never went the Steve Mongo McMichael route. But uh, that will story for another day. Brock Lesnar gave it a go. Well, we could yep. get a full talk about. Which I have to bring up this one joke just for wrestling fans. <laughs> After uh, Lesnar and Roman Reigns squared off in WrestleMania for the title and Seth Rollins cashing his money in the bank to win the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw a Vikings fan on Twitter say something like only the Vikings could have two alumni in a WWE championship match and neither will walks away with the belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 1989 fortitude F O U R fortitude pays off for 4k journeyman QB leads saints to 22, 19 victory. 29-year-old John Forcade, formerly of the Memphis Showboats, Toronto Argonauts, and Denver Dynamite, finally made to the big-time Sunday and responded with a big-time performance. Forcade, whose only other starts came as the Saints replacement quarterback during the 1987 strike through two touchdown passes, and Dalton Hilliard rushed for 97 yards and caught a 54-yard TD. So this was a Bills loss to the not-good-yet Saints team. This quote, it's been a horror show, said Bills nose tackle blank. We've got to go out and redeem ourselves if we're going to make the playoffs. What year was this again? 1989. This guy has been guessed before by you guys, but I don't know if he's ever been an answer. Yeah, 89. Right, so... Right, about a year before Scott was a fan, but he would know this name. It was, I'll say 1989 was toward the end of his career. He would soon be replaced by Jeff Wright, I believe. Yeah, I was, th- I was trying to decide if Jeff Wright was the guy this is probably this is probably it's got to be fred smurlin fred smurlin frank still 89 i i I always thought he retired earlier than that but yeah it was was his last season with the bills i think spent about a half year with the 49ers in 1990 and got hurt and i think that was around the end of his career all right last one um Actually, no, I think I didn't even did I even come up with a question for this? I forgot to come up with a question for this. <laughs> just read the headline then. That's fine. Sure. It's 1989. The attendance mark and the Raiders fall as Bills run wild at Rich Stadium. So this time, Rich Stadium goalposts survived. The NFL attendance record and the frostbitten Raiders from Los Angeles did not. Buffalo Bills ended their two weeks mid slumber, mini slumber by whooping the Raiders in convincing fashion. Thirty seven to twenty one Sunday repaying their fans for setting an NFL single-season attendance record of 622,793 fans. The numbers were impressive. Eight straight sellouts, an undefeated home season, only 2,869 no-shows on a day when the temperature dipped to, you know what, I'll give the hint, when the temperature dipped to blank degrees. We'll make it that question. Um, and I'll give it to you, one of you guys, if you get within five degrees. Hold on one second. I can I can figure this out. Fahrenheit. Yeah, Fahrenheit or Kelvin or what are we talking here? You can I can use Google to convert and with cell I know that I just do the well, you're gonna get a bigger range if you're using okay. Uh I'm gonna say the temperature was uh twenty four. No, I'm gonna say the, the it was uh natural log four uh five equals X. Natural uh, I can't do the math. It was eight fucking degrees. That was a temperature. That's exactly what that I said. I don't All know right. why you. I can't question you on that. Sorry for no trivia question on that one. I must have forgotten to write it down, but that How was uh, the Stay in Bill's headlines for December 11th. 
if only I hadn't used my heel turn, I, I could I could hit you with the chair a few more times for forgetting to to do that. Um, it's no it's no problem. Uh, the Bills are two point underdogs to Pittsburgh on a newly flexed Sunday night football game uh, in Three Rivers Stadium uh, in the All chat room. Field. And also known, yeah, well, you know, there are three rivers there, and there's a stadium, so it's a stadium of three rivers. Um, Scott, there's a little note for you in the in the in the chat while I, I, I preview the game. Um, <clears throat> the 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 Buffalo Bills will in fact uh, uh, go there with the the playoffs on the line, um, and they will they will attempt to to win a football game. Do you want to? Uh, okay, so I've got confirmation. Um, we have a special treat for Buffalo Bills. For ourselves. Games. You guys will. Yeah, know. no, right. Well, the treat is, you'll, you'll see. Uh, we, we have a treat for ourselves that will uh, maybe a treat for you. Uh, we have a plan currently that is not 100% locked down, but it's 90% there to drive up to Pittsburgh for this football game and watch the game together and then come back Monday. Uh, In which, the stadium. Yes, in the stadium at the football game. We will not game. drive to a bar in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Attend it live. We're going to find the worst, seediest are... bar in Pittsburgh, and we're going <laughs> to go in there, and we're going to say stuff like, Bobby Brister couldn't clean my shoes, and uh, Franco Harris did Stewart was awesome. Yeah. And Franco Harris didn't catch that ball. And Neil O'Donnell ben, was overrated, yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger. Bell is Bell uh, was right to hold out. And yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is a rapist. And like, you know, we'll just and then by that point, especially by the time I say that um, your, your parrot did cocaine. Yeah. Do you remember that? The drug Pittsburgh drug trials in the 80s. Pirate parrot who was a cocaine dealer. For all How about players. that? Right. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I'm not Do yourself a favor, listeners. Just Google pirate parrot cocaine dealer. I just drew a line where I'm going to stop making jokes. I, I, yeah. I when, my... Because I've tried to I've tried to distance yourself from the joke. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, my wife is texting me because she can hear me podcasting. She went to so obviously I, I was being um, sorry. She said Ben Roethlisberger is a pig and nasty guy and he's not nice at frat parties and she knows this because she attended Miami University with him. And so we have a long-standing hatred for Ben Roethlisberger in this house. Uh, we're thankful that he's not playing this football game. Um, in fact, uh, we would not be sad in this house if his career was now over. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to the football game, it seems like. And so what I want to tell fans is this. We have a plan to drive up. And on that drive up, we're going to have a – thank you, Paul. We have a, we, we're going to have a lot of time to kill. And we might be able to kill that time by recording a road pod. But to record a road pod, we're not going to be talking a lot of bills. We're going to be doing a lot of bullshitting. And we're going to have uh, maybe some questions. If you can supply us with questions, maybe we can do a road pod. So we'll post this on the social media MNY, MNY Bills on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com, Buffalo Bills, maybe next year. Search for us, find us, leave comments. Um, and then we might even be able to record a podcast on the way home, uh, you know, post post uh, post game uh, to talk about the Bills a little. But so we're excited and, you know, and we thank our Patreons for paying for it, which is great. But I want to get I want to get Paul's thoughts and then Scott's thoughts on on their thoughts on, on how this is going to go down. And uh, and then I'll offer my thoughts and we'll get out of here at a hundred an hour and 10 minutes. All right. So, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be another battle. You can't go to Pittsburgh on Sunday night and expect you're just going to 
come away with an easy victory. I can recall maybe one team, the Patriots, within the last decade who went there in a Sunday night game and just laid the wood to the Steelers and left town. They're always battles. They are always close games. And I think we're going to get more of the same. I think you have two teams that are hungry for the playoffs. The winner is going to have the inside seed for the inside track, excuse me, for the number five seed overall in the AFC. Pittsburgh has an outstanding defense. We, they, not us so much, but they were mocked roundly by the media when they traded a first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick at a time when I think they were what, maybe one and four, something like that. And here they are eight and five. Uh, according to the New York Times playoff machine, their odds of the playoffs are also over 50%. And they're just playing really good football with a quarterback named Duck, uh, who I think is played by John Cryer, maybe. I have to look that up. But yes. anyway, uh, it's this is going to be uh, a heck of a game. I, I don't have much of a detail now, so other than I know Schuster is supposed to come back. The, the Sears are getting multiple players back from injury. But what the reason I am... I am 12 and one picking games this year, which by the way, everyone's still alive in the season standings. Frank is nine and four. Scott is 11 and two. And I am 12 and one, um, which is excellent for all of us. I've gone with logic and I frankly going down the roster. I just think the bills are a better team than the Steelers. And I think even though this is going to be on the road, not easy. I think the bills are going to clinch their first 10 win season and their first playoff berth week 15 or earlier at least in recent history. And I think it's going to be uh, an exciting at points, 20 to 17 victory. Scott has no thoughts on this game. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's just vanished into thin air. He's on the call. Scott is busy procuring our tickets. (laughs) Uh, That's cool. We're good. Maybe he can't hear us or maybe he's having some mic trouble. Uh, I can tell you that the, the, Bills are one and one in games we've attended all at the same time. I think that the the uh, they had won the Skins game, but they lost the game in, in Buffalo, Buffalo against Kansas the Chiefs. City, yep. So we can't draw on that. Scott Appleton has left and rejoined. Uh, Sorry. And I think that, no, you're good. I think the Bills are. I, I don't want to be a downer. I think I'm going to run with Paul, and I'm going to say the Bills are going to win this game too. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say it's going to be 16-13. Uh, I think it'll be defensive. It'll be it'll still be hard for the Bills to score, but I think they'll make enough adjustments. I think that the the slightly worse corner play uh, by the 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 Pittsburgh team will will free up a little more receptions. And once you get those first couple in, it's hard it's hard to blitz. That said, Pittsburgh has a very good defensive line. They won't need to do cover zero. They'll be able to do um, you know. They'll be able to leave a couple of extra guys out and still get pressure. But I expect that the Bills will have a plan for it. And so I'm hopeful that the Bills win this this football game, and I'm going to pick them 16-13. I will say Bills 10, Steelers 6. I, I think know. it's going to be even it's like more. The, of a, it's like that Dolphins-Steelers uh, game years ago when uh, it was like in the rain and it was, it was like a 6-3 final or something like that. I, I just can't. I think I understand that the Steelers have, have done okay and that they've done a good job on defense. Got my boy, Wisconsin grad, TJ Watt, uh, holding down one of those side ends, um, you know, Bud Dupree, Nika Fitzpatrick. They got, they got a lot of talent on defense. I'm not denying that at all. That's why I think it's going to be low scoring, but just, and, and James Conner is a good back. Um, he's been on my fantasy team this year. He's dinged up. He's run down. 
He's not breaking away for big runs like like to a certain extent. He never was really quite the breakaway threat that Le'Veon Bell was. But even then, he has not been able to do that this year, partly due to the injuries, partly just due to the, the lack of talent surrounding him. Um, I, I just don't I don't see I think this could be one where the Bills defense really just just kind of completely shuts down any sense semblance of, of Pittsburgh offense. Um, and I, it just seems unlikely that this Bills defense could lose to a guy named Duck. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, say 10 sex Bills. Excellent. Awesome. I'm so glad we're driving all the way up for 10 six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I picked I picked the real, uh, you know, the, you, you the want the fun game. 20 yeah. team. I had both teams scoring two touchdowns each. Yeah. Um, well, I already gave out all of our information about how to find us MNY Bills on Twitter, B Bills MNY on Facebook. You can search Buffalo Bills maybe next year. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are going to the Pittsburgh game, I see that we are supposed to try and bring red towels to counteract the terrible towels. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you will hear from us. Oh, good job, Paul. Uh, even if... um. So hopefully we'll get this all squared away. I've already posted on Twitter to send us your questions for a road pod. We'll put it on Facebook soon and uh, we'll remind you. And thank you so much for listening until then. I'm Frank. I'm Scott. Paul. Good night, everyone.